Hi, everybody, and welcome to Middle Class Film Class Podcast, episode 28. I'm Peter. I'm Joseph. I'm Tyler. And today, the Wheel of Destiny landed on my pick, Kung Fu Panda 3. You must take the next step on your journey from warrior to teacher. But I'm no good at it. Oh, no! It's the dragon teacher! He's so handsome! What the? Are you? I'm looking for my son. Dad? Come with me. There's a secret panda village in the mountains. Welcome home, son. You look just like me, but a baby. You're like me, but old. Oh, he's (laughs) adorable. I'm good. I don't know why they had to use the back in black. It's a, (laughs) that's like a, Seems like it's in a lot of kids' movies, trailers. Yeah, I you get it so. because Jack Black. Because ah. Jack Black. And Jack. He's, and he's black and yeah, white. Yeah, Jack Black is back. In black and in white. Black That's and true. White. That's true. <laughs> and he's like a. They didn't rock star. In the actual movie, though, they didn't use any copyrighted. No, it's movie. all. It was like, all score. No, not at all. Yeah, no. Yeah. Good score. Other than the. Uh, everybody was kung fu fighting. At the very end. And, and that it, was just a rendition of it. I think they did that for all three movies, too. <clears throat> Probably. Um, I'd be surprised. They use it in a bunch of movies that is like comedy, martial arts. Yeah. Like the Beverly Hills Ninja. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gem. <laughs> that movie that needed to be made. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll get into that in a minute. Um, hoping this is not a repeat of the Georgia Jungle. I got my defenses up. But uh, <laughs> before that. Now's the time for dab and chatter. Guess some movie news. Uh, before we get into the movie news, yeah. um, I do want to apologize to Tyler. I feel like we were a little harsh on him on our last episode. <laughs> our, uh, min- our bonus episode. Our our movie uh, field trip, home class field trip. I feel like we were a little harsh on him. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just want to okay. issue a sincere apology. Well, if, I if we came off as a little, as we if we were bullying you in any way. Uh, no, I did not feel that way, but I accept your apology. Okay, <laughs> good. Beautiful. I feel so warm and fuzzy. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I do. I do want to hear your review once it's out on DVD and you watch it streaming. I, I do want to hear a review. And I won't re- fall asleep for thirty minutes. A re- in the yeah. meat of the movie. <laughs> a re-review. Um, do you guys got any movie news? No. Nothing. That's not nothing depressing. positive. Yeah. There's. A, <laughs> well, I, I mean, Tom, Tom Hanks has coronavirus. So so uh, yeah. God damn it. Um. So the box office this weekend hit its lowest point in. Two decades because of oh, yeah. coronavirus. Going. Yeah, that it, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it's, two two decades is a long time. Like it was a, a steep drop too. Mm. I know there was nobody in that theater in the hunt. <laughs> yeah, we watched we watched the hunt yesterday for the um, film class field trip episode that we released uh, today, and um, yeah, I was kind of expecting it to be packed. And when we when I bought the tickets on Fandango, it usually will tell you, hey, reserve receipts. And that, that was not an option this time. They removed that option so that when you get into the theater, you can self-isolate uh, within I guess. the theater. That was, that was, I heard a, the guy at the front saying that. Oh, that really? the, the, the Cinemark theaters um, take that option off um, because they don't want you to be kind of forced at that point. Oh, to sit next to, to, sit oh, next yeah. to somebody or whatever. Or may, maybe it was like a, a marketing ploy that they see, oh, there's too many people in that theater. I can't go in that theater. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, I, but it was empty. It was very empty. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, it sucks. We roughed, stop getting sick. Everyone, for all you listeners out there, we washed your there. damn hands. Yeah, we went out there in the wild. It was chaos out we, there. We dipped ourselves in Purell before and after. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got a couple of things to talk about. Um, the first non coronavirus, non coronavirus, zero, oh, shit. zero COVID nineteen news for me. Don't want to hear about any no, of that. We get that. You get that nah. enough of that everywhere else. Um, first off, I, I give a lot of shit to Kevin uh, James of Paul <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop fame. <laughs> what I do? He, he's always he, you know if, <laughs> I've re- referenced Paul Blart Mall Cop three times on this <laughs> this here podcast. Um, in its uh, during our run. Kind mm-hmm. of using that as a reference point for like a bad movie. Um, I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think any of those are very good movies. I've seen them. 
Um, yet I wait, you've seen them. multiple of I've multiple seen versions two of them. Yeah, is there oh. a third one? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think there's. I've seen the first and the second ones. I was at someone else's house, like family or something, when oh. it was on and watched it. And it's not it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's definitely <laughs> definitely not Kino. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're around. We're watching Paul Blart. <laughs> Next to, well, I do have a spot on the wheel open this week. No, no, that's please. not. That's not the news. <laughs> please, <laughs> that's not the news. No, um, Kev- Kevin James has a YouTube channel now, which is freaking hilarious. And I'm only mentioning this because I give him a lot of shit on this show, and he plays like these re- kind of recurring characters of the sound guy in different movies. Mm. He has a guy. He's playing the sound guy in The Notebook, talking with Ryan Gosling on set. And the sound guy in Rocky, and he's like oh. crying. Oh, I thought that, I thought you were out. actually gonna say no. He's an actual character no. in the Notebook. No, 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 no. Called the sound. Guy. No, he it, inserts himself he into in, the scenes. Yeah, it's like green screened onto like famous cinema. Oh, and okay. He's, he plays like the sound guy on the set of Rocky when he's giving an impassioned speech, and the sound guy's like crying right off off screen. <laughs> <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone's like glancing at him. <laughs> it's really funny. So let's uh, give that a watch. Go to YouTube. Just type in Kevin James and look it up. Um, but um, there is a re a redoing of a couple of famous um, movie franchises. They're redoing Mrs. Doubtfire on what? on Broadway. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> and they have. I'm going to show you guys. This is the not going to lie. You had me in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the new version. I'm showing everybody the new version of Oh God, Mrs. That Doubtfire. Looks like a toy. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like an action figure. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know who plays this person, but the Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that they're redoing it, and I feel like that. Um, I don't even know how you can make it into a Broadway play, but. I mean, they like made a musical or a just a. I, th- I think it is going to be musical. Oh, it's okay. got to be a musical. Um, that, that's kind of weird. Yeah, kinda so weird. that's, that's they're really they're really reaching. <laughs> well, I feel like that that's a it's dangerous grounds to tread with uh, how um, how high a reverence that Robin Williams has with almost everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, did they ever? They've never made a sequel. No. Or any other movies related to Doubtfire? No, I don't think so, Thank, thankfully. <laughs> no, I don't think so, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Although, I mean, you know, I've been surprised by sequels before. Oh, like so. they made Kindergarten Cop 2, starring Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a uh, there's a a remake of a movie that we covered on this, mov- on this podcast here as well that I wanted to bring up was uh, Escape from New York is getting redone. Oh, and oh. it's going to be done by uh, we, uh, Lee Wanell of <clears throat> Insidious fame. Also, he did The Invisible Man recently, that which was critically acclaimed, done mm-hmm. very uh, said to be done very well. And I wanted to see your guys' opinions on who you think should play Snake Plissken. Kid Harrington. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. I I'd never thought about this because I didn't even think this was a movie that you could remake. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of modern day, uh, maybe. Um, I was thinking Oscar Isaac. He could. He could probably be, like be put, pretty good. He probably could. Depends on how they do the movie. Yeah, if it's like the same over the top feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't can, think so. I don't think you can get away. I can with that. see. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but he played Billy on Stranger Things, the lifeguard. Oh yeah, yeah. The the kind of dude with the dirt stash. He's the, the he's the brother of uh Max. Yeah, he's the bully who gets um killed in season two. He gets turned into the demi Oh, yeah, he gets like possessed, basically. Yeah, hmm. yeah. He's. Yeah, I've never, I never watched Stranger Things. I've ne- I think John Bernthal would do pretty good. Oh yeah, John uh, Bernthal. Walking Dead fame and the Punisher and ep- season one, episode two of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Brie uh, had me started watching that show, and I was like, "Is that John Bernthal?" Actually, she called it out. I'm trying to think of actors who are like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I feel no. like that. I feel like that would be a natural role somebody, for him. Somebody has to be. I'm just trying to think of like short, mm-hmm. like stocky people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito as Snake Plissken. Um, Lee Wano also did uh, Upgrade, and that uh, ultra violence feel of that movie, I think, would come through really well in a in a movie like Escape from New York. I suppose so. I just. Uh... Man, it's it's so hard to remake a movie like that because it was truly lightning in a bottle. Like mm. it, it wasn't like, for instance, uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. I could see that being remade. 
Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but Escape from New York seems like it was like a sign of the times. Yeah, it was the right place, right time. Yeah, so it, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm i cautiously optimistic because Lee Wan L is attached, but there's really no one else. Yeah, Insidious if, wasn't bad. And The uh, first have, one. Have you seen Upgrade? No. It's worth a watch. Upgrade. Worth a watch. Don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but it is mm. absolutely fun. God, it's super I, fun. We don't need another remake. Just upgrade. Just make an original movie, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I had. Um, that's all I had to say. Um, yeah. You guys got any streaming picks you want to share with the audience? I do. Uh, and it Go should it. come to no surprise upgrade to anyone. Upgrade streaming on HBO now. Oh, oh shit. All right. Well, and DirecTV. Oh. All right. Fire up that DirecTV box. <laughs> um, it comes to no surprise from anyone, our listeners, and the people in this room. Uh, my streaming pick is the X-Files movie. Oh. The streaming on Hulu. Yes. Nice. Cool. I, I watch this movie a lot. Do you really? I watched it as a kid oh, okay. a lot. Yeah. Um, I've been on a real X-Files hype uh, for the past two weeks. I know. You put on the pilot when you came I over know, to my I house did. the other day. <laughs> I, I, I I'm always trying to show people the X-Files. I mean, I've seen it before, but I... Could probably not. I don't know much about it. Um, or I couldn't remember much about it. Yeah, so essentially the movie takes place after a season. And it's so it's like, I think it was like season five ends and then you watch the movie and then it kind of segues into season six. Um, oh. It's, uh, it. I mean, if you're a fan of the X-Files, you'll enjoy this a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're not a fan of the x-files or you're just trying to watch a movie this might be a tall order to uh kind of have to know the source material yeah so this is just really for x-files fans yeah for x-files files (laughs) x-files files (laughs) what a files (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's all i got only one stream pick today oh okay cool nice uh joseph um i have a one streaming pick as well Uh, i think it was mentioned uh here on this podcast at some point. I don't know if it was a streaming pick. Mm. I don't think it was. Um, There's a documentary on Hulu called Honeyland. Mm. Um, It is a very interesting documentary. It's not your typical documentary where you have talking heads, interviews, and sort of a call to action kind of feel at the end of a movie. It's more of a cinema verite. um, Slice of life for these people's world. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. it's uh, about a a woman uh, who is the last female bee hunter in Europe, must save the bees and return the natural balance in Honeyland, which is where she lives mm-hmm. in Macedonia. Um, Wait, bee hunter? What's a bee hunter? Like she's like I think stomping on bees and no, 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 she <laughs> scavenge bees from the wild and yeah. keep them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when a family of I like this description of them nomadic beekeepers invade her land <laughs> and threaten her livelihood i wouldn't even call them beekeepers no they're just they're just uh, they're like the worst the worst people you can imagine they're just trying to do a bunch of shit um like a bunch of shit that they're not good at <laughs> <laughs> they well because they get there and they learn that she's a beekeeper and then they're like oh i want to learn how to do that so yeah. i can <clears throat> sell honey yeah um <laughs> but then they suck at it. They try to mass produce this this operation. Teach me their ways, Gypsy. Yeah, <laughs> they come in as like a tornado of destruction, and um, uh, it's it's almost it's almost fun, like funny watching them like spiral out of control. Yeah, it's it's yeah. They come with like four like four kids or something. Yeah, they have like maybe, a baby, maybe five. Like it ranges from like an infant to like a eleven, twelve year old kid. Yeah, um, and it, they're oh. just trying to they're trying to herd cattle. They're trying to like. Uh, make bee honey. Make, yeah, make bee honey. They're, and they don't have experience in doing this at all. Of, no, they, she things. tries to show them, um, and then and then there's start. <laughs> they start like a rivalry, kind of. It's not like aggressive or anything. Well, you got to start somewhere. She, she's telling them how to do like the the long game is like you you can only harvest half of these. Yeah, you only you take half and you leave half. For <laughs> the oh, bees. Okay. Then the bees have to have their food and they have to be able to grow it from there and multiply it yeah if you take it out then those bees that don't have the honey are going to go find other bees and take kill them and take their honey yeah it like screws up the whole ecosystem yeah it's 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 a really well-made documentary there's some like shots in this movie that it just looks like a painting it's gorgeous it's it's really really cool um 
and, the, heart, and heartbreaking at times. Watch, yeah. Watching her in her home, her little hut home with her mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the crew, the directors, they spent three years oh my God. on location. Oh my three God. years? For Doing what? <laughs> for shooting the movie. Literally standing there watching them die. <laughs> they shot over They shot over 400 hours of footage. Holy shit. Jesus. On they they I think this was they, definitely a passion project. They went back. They're like they would leave and come back. Mm. Um mm. and they would stay uh they would sleep in tents. They're like, God So how's the honey? Damn. Yeah. How's the honey coming? And they would just film. And like I mean, I'm sure that she eventually got used to the cameras. That's why in the movie it just, they're not like she's not looking nobody looks at the cameras. Yeah, it's not like uh someone is there no, filming. It's really like weird. Just, it is even the kids. Whoa. It's like a it's like a fly, you're a fly on the wall watching this. Like, I, I saw this a while back when I watched American uh, Factory mm-hmm. when, when both of those were up for best documentary. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, it was very uh, it's a peek into a world that I've never even knew existed or thought about. Yeah, but that like Eastern Bloc, like European mm-hmm. satellite Soviet Union yeah. uh, country. It's, it's crazy how depressing. how they live. <laughs> it's. It's insane. I don't know how they do it. Um, but it's <laughs> Macedonia's first Oscar nomination since 1995. Oh, damn. And this was the first... Wow, they must have made a lot of shit then. This was the first movie, <laughs> the first film to be nominated at the Academy Awards for both Best Documentary Feature and Best Foreign Film. Hmm, interesting. Uh, was was the, oh. the Were the filmmakers also Macedonian? Um, no. I don't <laughs> think so. It's, like, it's two of them. Um, because would it would it count as a Macedonian film if it was made by Americans? Or, or <laughs> they're not Americans. British, British. They're people. not British or uh, American. Hmm. I'll I'll turn. So two directors, uh, Tamara Kotevska mm-hmm. and Lyubomir Stefanov. <laughs> All right. And this guy kind of looks like uh, like it looks like his like he could be like this woman's like son. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just based on his look and the woman's uh her, her name is like Hatids. Hatids, <laughs> the main character Hatids. at the at listening to that language i'm like i don't recognize a syllable out yeah of that language. it's just all consonants yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so honeyland uh not to be confused with the 1935 short honeyland um this is 2019 documentary Honeyland. Hmm, interesting. Streaming on Hulu. It was a 19 short, huh? It was a short, an animated short, 1935, oh, 30, about, about bees. Oh. <laughs> 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 that, that looks like Cuphead. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Bees. Anyway. Cool. Is that your only streaming pick? Yep, that's all I got. <clears throat> all right, cool. Wait, where is it streaming at again? Hulu. That's right. So I got a couple. Um, there's a movie that I thought was pretty fun. It wasn't like amazing movie but it was worth a watch um 2019 it's called villains mm-hmm. um it has um bill skarsgård of it fame he plays pennywise in the remake of it um micah monroe kira sedrick jeffrey donovan and it's a kind of a fun home invasion type of movie it's mm. two two young um kind of shitheads rob a bank and they're or something and they're trying to like skip town and their car breaks down and they go to this nearest house and what they find in there is kind of shocking and they can't ignore it. So when the people come home from wherever they're at, the homeowners come home and they're like, well, we can't just leave these people here. They're going to basically kill them or do something. And, and uh, without spoiling it, <clears throat> and they end up getting the tables turned on them and they become the hostages. So this is streaming on Hulu 2019. It's called Villains. Uh, I saw a couple of trailers for it and it looked interesting and I watched it and it was fun. Um, kind of reminds me of that one movie where the the people break into the blind guy's house and he ends oh, up being yeah. don't breathe don't, don't breathe. breathe yes that was fun that, was that, that, movie. that, that movie is <laughs> ew. takes a hard i mean <laughs> yeah. it, it's pretty brutal and then it just like make it's like oh once he, once he gets her to the basement you're like ah! yeah you're like, <laughs> get that turkey baster away from me <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that's that's it was it's um it's a hard r um, villains there's, there's yeah there's some decent scenes in it and um it kind of missed the mark a little bit with me, but it was fun and, and worth a watch if you got nothing else going on. And it's Hulu, mm-hmm. um, and he like maybe like Bill Skarsgård, maybe like um, Kira Sedgwick. Um, but I watched a movie this morning that's not streaming for free through subscription, so this is not fit our traditional streaming picks model. Just a mm-hmm. recommendation, but it is a, only ninety nine cents on YouTube. 
So really? for our listeners out there who do not have their credit card linked to YouTube, I would encourage you, this is a good opportunity to get a YouTube account, sign in, get your credit card linked there because one of the easiest ways to watch movies nowadays is just go to YouTube. Yeah. You'll see the full length movie. It'll say buy or rent. You click on rent and they'll give two options like standard definition and high definition. And this one, it was HD and ultra HD. Oh. I, I rented, oh. I rented the HD version. It looked great on a, 70 inch screen totally fine no pixelation no no funky and i was thinking they're probably just it's actually standard definition and hd they just call it something different uh, but it was 99 cents on youtube for high definition uh-huh. and it's called crawl 2019 oh is this the oh, alligator thought, movie yeah i thought you said crawl <laughs> no crawl <laughs> no the crawl show this is uh this it's and it's funny right now you can rent it on fling flicks fling whatever the hell that is fling for like five dollars or six dollars, five dollars. I know, <laughs> but on uh, on Amazon it's ninety nine cents. On YouTube it's ninety nine cents. Oh, okay. Voodoo, Google Play, all all, all the dollar. And um, this stars a uh, Kaya Scodelario. Don't know her name, but I know her face. And Barry Pepper, who I like. Barry Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Barry the Pepper from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he was also he was also one of the guards from A Green Mile. The Green Mile. Oh yeah. He was also one of the. Uh, sh- uh, Deputies at the at the sheriff's station that get strangled to death in um, No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a brutal scene. But this one is uh, basically a hurricane hits in uh, Florida, and uh, young Kaylee or Haley um, ignores the evacuation orders to look for her father. After she finds him badly wounded in the basement, they're both trapped with the flood. With virtually no time to escape the storm, they discover that rising water levels are the least of their problems, and it's basically a creature feature with a bunch of alligators. Yeah. And it's very, very it's like fun. deep blue is sea, it, but with alligators. Wait, yes. it's actually alligators, it's or alligators. is it crocodiles? In Florida, they're alligators. Oh, they're not crocodiles. Yeah, yeah. they don't have crocodiles in Florida. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Florida Gators. Yeah, Florida Gators football team. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they looked when I, when I first looked at the first one that you see on screen, I was like, oh yeah, crocodiles. And then I thought, oh yeah, they don't they don't have those in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different part of the world. <laughs> they don't got those in Florida. But it's fun. The CGI for the Gators are really are, is really good. Uh-huh. There's a lot of misdirection where you're like, oh, this is following the classic horror, or whatever. And there's a you know panning shot down the hallway with the dog swimming down the waters, and you're like, oh, is the dog gonna get it? And uh, it subverted my expectations many times. Really? Okay, so it's not just like a typical. Um, no, it was it was fun. It was very fun. Okay. It's not and like it, Piranha 3D. Uh, the guy that directed it, or the guy that directed it, was a producer on Piranha 3D. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so he's grown. He's grown since three. Double D. Um, it's also produced by Sam Raimi, so there's uh, there's some good tension and um, some mm-hmm. good good shots in it. A lot of the um, classic Raimi shots. There is no classic Raimi like zoom in on the face and like hyper, oh really hyper oh, wow. hyper uh, jiggle vision. <laughs> jiggle he wasn't, vision. He wasn't the director. He was just the producer. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. but um, I wonder but, how he is as a producer. Do you think do you think he's like overbearing on the director? Probably not. Or do you think he's just like um ah you he's, you guys got it. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> he's probably like this movie needs another um a Toby Maguire dance scene walking down 5th Avenue. Have you tried Bruce Campbell? What? <laughs> I got his number. I know. I got, I got him on speed dial. Hey Bruce, can you be here in 10 minutes? I'm right sure. outside the door. <laughs> sure thing cuz you know I haven't had to work in 10 years. Um but yeah, there's uh, the one thing I will warn of our audience that wants to go watch Crawl streaming on Amazon or YouTube for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very graphic with the um, injuries of the alligators attacking the humans. Oh, okay. It does not pull any punches. It shows the whole thing. And there's some very good practical effects with the gore. Nice. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it gore. I would call it injuries. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's, it's uh, intense. So All yeah, right. that's Crawl. Sweet. Do we have any emails? Um, I don't think so. Let's check. Just Not to, to be sure. confused with crawl. Yeah. <laughs> crawl. Crawl. All right. You no, know, I was thinking about it. I wonder if they would remake crawl. No emails? No emails. As a reminder, send us an email, uh, mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. So since you don't have any emails, um, I will speak for Adam. Oh, cool. Um, Hi, Adam. He told me about this uh, movie. I haven't watched it Um, on Friday. Yeah. Um, so it's this movie that he had never heard of and he just discovered it. Um, I don't know if it's, let me just look if it's streaming anywhere. Adam, Adam is a, um, he runs the night at the red museum here in Sacramento, really neat kind of a public project where you can 
go down to the Red Museum space, okay. watch a fun movie projected on the wall mm-hmm. um, once a month, and it's free, and bring your own food and beer and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so this is streaming on Prime. This is a movie, uh, as an anthology movie directed by John Carpenter, hmm. um, Tobe Hooper, and Tobe Hooper and Larry Sulkis? I don't know. Hmm. Um, it's called Body Bags. Never heard of it. Tyler, have you ever heard of this? No, I... That's I'm not. Never heard of this. So yeah, he, he came to my office and was like, I he, I was just saw this thing on Prime and I was like, what the hell is this? John Carpenter? <laughs> and so I watched he watched it and um it's three short stories of the horror genre. Okay. First about a serial killer, second about a hair transplant gone wrong, <laughs> and the third about a baseball player. I, I mean I have I have no I have cool. seen this it. Like, is this like a recently This is 1993. Body bags. Body oh. bags. Streaming on Prime. Um, cool. Check that out. He specifically said it would be right up your alley, Tyler. Yeah. Um, I do love anthology movies. And it's John Carpenter. And yes. And Tobe Hooper, who and is. And Tobe Hooper, too. He's, he's, he's and, fine. Uh, the cast. We'll get the cast. Um, John Carpenter is in it. <laughs> Tom Arnold is in it. Ooh. Tobe Tom Hooper Arnold. is in it. Stacey um, Keach. Stacey Keach, uh, Sam Raimi, Wes Craven, Mark Hamill. Uh, George Buckflower, who always plays like the homeless guy. He was the homeless guy in the bench in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sam Raimi's in it. The aforementioned Sam Raimi. Wow, there's a lot of uh, yeah. Greg heavy... Nicotero, Twiggy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this is Body, body bags, bags streaming on Prime. I'm gonna, wa- I'm gonna watch this this week. Yeah, that sounds. I'll talk about it next that week. Sounds cool. Cool, awesome. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, for the email. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you should. Uh, we need to get Adam on here one of these days. Talk to him. He's he's a ask he's, him if they should remake Crawl. <laughs> you can ask him yourself. Crawl the Crawl the movie. Yeah, not Crawl. No. Um, yeah. What if they remake Crawl in 2020? Like one year later, <laughs> someone's like a uh, Dennis Villeneuve was like, I liked it. I think we could do a little bit better. <laughs> I mean, they kind of already did that with the uh, Dark Universe. Uh, dark Universe? What's that? Universe. You guys ever heard of the Dark Universe? Oh, my God. So, uh, um, who, what's the production company? Uh, WB, I think. Or, no, Universal. Uh, they wanted to make a cinematic universe. Was this like the mon- Universal Monsters sort yeah. of thing? Yeah, and then it w- yeah, it, it was. And then be- they released the Mummy, and it was a total failure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I didn't know it was called the Dark Universe. Yeah, they no, they have a like, a, I would say like a two minute trailer introducing it all. Mm-hmm. Like, like they have like all the clips from the old movies, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna do this. It's called the Dark Universe. Well, and they failed. Well, they that's that was how uh, Blumhouse got into the property of the Invisible Man. They figured it was probably not these these properties aren't really good uh, for like big huge budget movies the Tom Cruise type movies mm-hmm. you know maybe give it to Blumhouse see what they can do and they killed it so yep interesting yeah. killed uh, it in a bad way <laughs> what no yeah. it's good. Invisible Man's supposed to be really good oh yeah I've heard, yeah I've heard good things about I, it I watched the trailer and was like no I'm okay and I've heard very good things so. yeah Adam says it was good yeah looking forward to seeing that one I'm a big fan of Hollow Man. Ooh, honestly. Oh, yeah. Although um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I did watch it quite a bit when I was younger, mm-hmm. and it was a good thriller movie. I think. Wait, I you think... watched Hollow Man a lot? Yeah, I've heard. That's I heard... A, that when I think about that movie, I always think about like the really, the really cringy scenes. Like, like what? I, uh, the, I think the the rape scene oh yeah in that one was i was a uh, kid i was like i don't know what's going on yeah it was that was a that was a pretty disturbing what's happening? scene <laughs> he's beating her up yeah <laughs> yeah that that movie is very disturbing i've only what? seen it like probably two or three times a very oh, only <laughs> there's a, i mean there's, seen a, it three there's times. a few scenes that stick out in my head is when the the gorilla is turning invisible they're testing it on the gorilla oh yeah but they're testing it on an extremely big and violent animal <laughs> yeah <laughs> test on the lizard i know <laughs> um and then the when he first uh goes invisible kevin bacon and then he appears out of the like they're like where is he and they have the heat uh oh, yeah, the, the thermal inf- vision inf- yeah oh yeah and you see like his his dick like he's dr manhattan walking <laughs> yes, around <that's> <laughs> really yeah what yeah anyway. wow 
Man, now I gotta add that to the list. Hollow Man. <laughs> Hollow Man. Is it streaming anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> well, while you look that up, let's start getting into some uh, Kung Fu Panda 3. You guys ready? Yeah. Kung okay. Fu Panda 3. So I, I know this was met with much trepidation. Not streaming? No, it's on uh, It's on IMDb, IMDb TV. Oh, wow. What is that? Get out of here, IMDb. IMDb's we don't need that. streaming service. <laughs> and it's on Crackle. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was a sequel. Hollow Man 2. Ho- the Hollowing. Hollow Man 2. <laughs> that's what it's called. It's just called Hollow Man 2. Oh, you got to put a tag on it. Made that. in 2006. Wow. Anyway, it was not enough about Hollow Man. <laughs> All right, so I know this movie was, um, the decision to watch this movie was met with a little trepidation from both of you. You were both yeah. kind of like, Kung Fu Panda 3. All right, Jesus. Okay, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> and uh, what, was the, what was your initial thoughts, um, Tyler? What do you, what'd you think after watching it? Um, it was beautifully animated. Yeah. Like, the graphics were insane. Mm. Um, voice acting was... Top notch. You know, this 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 isn't just like my movie though. Like I I thought it was well made. That's not your jam. But and I'm not I'm not like mad that I watched it, but at the same time <laughs> it was kind of just like, yeah, this is this is a kid's movie in every <laughs> sense of the word. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um it wasn't bad though. Okay. I, I did enjoy myself. Fair enough. How about yeah. you, Joe? Yeah, I mean I I like the Kung Fu Panda movies and I like Jack Black. And it's, I mean, it's hard to, this movie is good and it's hard to like criticize it for anything mm-hmm. really, cause it's just having fun, yeah. you know, and it's just well done and well animated, especially like the scenes that are like 2d animated, you know? Oh yeah. Part of me wishes like the whole movie was like that. Yeah. You know, just that style. Um, but I mean, it's hard for me to, cause I feel like, I, I feel like I'm like criticizing a child's like drawing (laughs) if i I talk shit about it yeah you know i'm like and then like what do you think and i'm like if you're like you can't you you can't lie or you can't pretend to like it you know it's like (laughs) when a a kid has a portrait of their family and like i don't have eight fingers you idiot (laughs) why does that son have a smiley face i don't even have a neck (laughs) that's not my hair yeah that is, that's funny but uh i mean the movie isn't like that it's just like it's just hard to criticize it for anything mm-hmm. really because it's just it's not i'm not the audience mm-hmm. you know and while sure. there are like elements of adult themes in it there's a lot less than something like a like a shrek yeah shrek check right. leaned more on the adult comedy masked yeah for children than this one did for sure this one's just like wholesome yeah, there's yeah. no like, yeah. there's no like secret dirty jokes or anything. I mean, there's like I some. Wish there like, was. There's like, there's like maybe one. Like the dump. These are my dumplings. Yeah. These oh, are, these are my yeah. dumplings, and it's just like it's not even that bad. Yeah. You know, even like a kid could, a boy could get it. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I liked it. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's good. How about you? What, what? What? I'm curious. What made you put this movie on the wheel to begin with? Did you just like watch it randomly one day? And- no, I it always I tagged it in my back of my head the first time I watched it. Um, I do also really like Jack Black, and I like him. I like him as a voice actor. I like him as a performer. His his like weird solo stuff with like Tenacious D is the obscure stuff is really fun, mm-hmm. just off the wall. So I've always kind of followed his career a lot, and I like the Kung Fu Panda series. It reminds me of something my dad would really like. You know, and he he does. He absolutely likes the series a ton. And um, <clears throat> but the first the first time I watched the third one, I was pretty drunk. <laughs> oh. And the very ending just resonated so much with me when <laughs> when the, like his his like relatives are like connecting with him through their chi in the spirit realm. And it's like, oh, they're they're sending messages to their loved ones that, that have passed, and I don't know for whatever reason it like really stuck with me, and I was like, right. holy shit, my my mind blew blew when I watched it, and I was always tagged it in my head like this is a weird kids movie that's way deeper than it should be, uh-huh. and better than it should be. True, true. Um, I would I would agree with that. And it 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 lost a little bit of it, you know. Maybe if I was on ayahuasca or you know <laughs> what, or really you know really you know blitzed out of my mind, I probably maybe I would have had more. Uh, that same feeling having rewatched it, mm-hmm. so I didn't I didn't get that super ultra deep reaction at the end like I did the first time, but it was still um still it's still really good. I mean it does it does deal with really deep, yeah 
There's uh, like a wisdom. A yeah, wis- of, like, yeah. The, 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 the Asian, Chinese, Japanese wisdom mm-hmm. uh, kind of sprinkled in inside of it. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's set in Chinese. Ch- Chinese. Uh, China, <laughs> it's actually set in China. Yeah. yeah. Um, they mention it, I think, like twice. What? Uh, where they are location-wise. Yeah, and Kung Fu is a... I mean, it's all it's all Chinese based, and you know, China is the. It's it's interesting because in the um, hot off the heels of the hunt, the politically charged the hunt, <laughs> um, there is um, you know, it kind of makes me laugh when people talk about how, oh, this is cultural appropriation, you know, oh, you can't, you know, you can't make this Chinese centric oh. movie, but then if there was like a lot of Chinese people that are like, no, this is great. I can't believe we didn't think of this first. You know, it's mm-hmm. Kung Fu, it's a panda, it's our two favorite things, you know, and we never thought to put them together, you know, <laughs> and they make this great movie. <laughs> two favorite things. Our two favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great concept. And it's, it could have been, it could have been shit, but it was uh, done really well. And thank, thank God DreamWorks got it a hold of it and did it, uh, you know, did it service. Yeah. Um, but, um, the, all the like the lore and the culture and all that stuff is really taken from straight straight from like Chinese culture. Um, the production team <clears throat> spent a ton of time before actually making the movie and all the entire series. Actually, they went went to China, researched a lot. They actually got to do the uh, the sorry the the panda experience where they got to play with the baby pandas mm. and observe them like rolling around in, oh, their, yeah. in their natural habitat to get their mo- mo- movements and motions kind of accurate. <laughs> Um, which they did the same thing with the lion, the original Lion King with Disney. They brought in a, a, a lion cub and let him roam around the animator studio and let them take notes, which was kind of interesting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like it when um, people take the time to research their subject matter that they're putting in a cinematic experience because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially with the Lion King, it was so impactful and in regards to Kung Fu Panda 3, it definitely felt like panda-like behavior. Mm-hmm. It felt, yeah. yeah it, like, it felt, like, oh, yeah, I've seen pandas roll around like that yeah. before. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I didn't know that they did research on, like, the, like, traditional stuff. <clears throat> though I thought I thought that was just all on the fly. No. A lot of the, uh, like, the Chinese architecture in the movie, I was like... That looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the reveal shot, I know. And he, they even like wink and they do a wink and a nod to it when um, Poe, Poe is the main character, Panda, played by Jack Black. And he's, his, he's uh, reunited with his estranged father who he never knew. He thought all the other pandas were extinct, which they allude to and they tell the story of in Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh. Um, but the um, when they finally climb up into the secret panda village and the reveal happens and he's like, Ooh, ah, whatever. And they hadn't even gotten there yet. And then the fog clears and he's like, okay, you can woe now and pans back and it shows a village. And you're like, that is pretty, it's pretty damn beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. The animation was breathtaking. Yeah. It it was came a long way since the first one. Oh yeah. First one was, first (laughs) one was good, but it's like, it's almost like watching toy story four versus toy story one. Oh yeah. At the time of <laughs> Toy Story One was like, holy shit, this yeah. is it's real. They're never gonna beat this. It's like PS2 graphics. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, woo, Jet Moto. <laughs> yeah, but it was, um, it was, it what really was fantastic. I mean, even the the texturing of, of the fur of the pandas. Yeah, those up close shots. Yeah, you could see like the the gray, the yeah. graying in the fur. Mm-hmm. You could see the gradient where the two colors of the fur kind of blend together. Yeah. And I thought it was it was a nice touch because when you see if you see like black hair, human hair, animal hair, whatever through sun or through sunlight, mm-hmm. it has kind of a brown tint to it. It's actually like a really really dark brown. Yeah, yeah. and you can see the blending from Poe's head to his body, the black to his white, where it blends together. It's all it's brown, like it's like a brown ring around his eyes. Yeah, and around his neckline. I thought that was like just just that. Those are small touches. Really, yeah, just all details. Um, if I do have, if I if I am gonna put some criticism on this movie, it is that I feel like the plot was really weak. It, w- it felt very weak, especially because the villain, um, he just comes. Well, I haven't seen the other Kung Fu pandas, he's so not, he's not referenced at all. In the okay, so uh, all right, um, yeah, I can I can kind of agree with that. He's just sort of like, oh, 
He's the baddie, and yeah. he just by the way, shows he's been up. fighting for five hundred years. Bad guy yeah. is wants to do bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they could have introduced him in the beginning of the movie series, and mm-hmm. they could have like build up to him going out of the he's spirit like, he's realm. Been, he's been around, or he's been doing this for five hundred years, trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. trying to get all the chi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but there's no like mention or anything. They do, yeah. That. There's a there's a great storytelling bit near the middle that um, uh, Master Shifu, the played by Dustin Hoffman, uh, he's also a red panda, which I thought is fun. <laughs> um, he he pulls a scroll out and he's reading the story about Lee and Ugwe, the bad guy Lee. Kai. I thought it was Kai. Sorry, Kai. Yeah, Lee General is, Kai. Is, Lee is Poe's dad. General Kai, yeah. So it's Kai and Ugwe, their their story and their history, and it was a great another great like. 2D animation, like 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 almost like drawn on parch, parchment, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. classic anime style, but like not anime Japanese anime, more like like hand drawn. I don't know. It was very beautiful. Uh-huh. If that was done at the very beginning, and you have a little bit of introduction to the character, then maybe you feel a little bit more, and kind of you're not just thrown directly into we're in the spirit realm and we're fighting. Yeah, we're, doing, yeah. we're Inception style breaking of. I feel islands. like they wrote the movie. And then they're like, "Oh shit! Uh, we we need a we need a villain in this." Um. <laughs> uh, on the topic of the villain, it's played by J.K. Simmons, which um, not quite my temple. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic! I love J.K. Simmons. He's um, the yellow skittle on a skittle yeah, Eminem. <laughs> yeah, he is yellow Eminem. Yeah, um, and Billy West is the red Eminem. By the way, yeah, um, he's also J. Jonah Jameson, the best iteration of that character ever. Yeah, so good. Um, but he, his voice originally was going to be um, Mads Mikkelsen. And he, really? Yeah. Well, he's got a villainous voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turned it. He turned it down to um, to shoot the hunt. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it was to shoot the hunt, but he did turn it down. <laughs> and while Joseph and I um, watched this movie yesterday with um, uh, Brianna and Deanna, and um, when Kate Hudson's character, the the girl, kind of love interest. Oh, the doesn't girl panda? really may may yeah yeah she wants, she <laughs> likes Poe she likes Poe but Poe doesn't like her Poe's too focused on getting his chi and then then never really like like there's like a little fizzle and then it just kind of I'm cool with that it goes away I don't need a romantic no story I mean no but they introduce they introduced her as someone who could be a love interest and, and they're they, like, they pretty heavy handed about it but, but it was, mo- it was more like it was more like she was annoying to him, like she was going after him, and he had other things to worry about a little bit. Yeah. Mm. And you, uh, uh, Joseph said, uh, "Who's that voice?" And I just looked at the IMDb and told him it was Kate Hudson. And he's like, "I thought thought that would be played by someone like Rebel Wilson." Well, she was actually attached to it before. Oh, really? She was attached as uh, Mei Mei originally. Why? Because she looks like a panda? <laughs> no. <Come> on. <laughs> no, because she's a, a comedic voice actor. <laughs> and then um, the plot, um, I know the plot with, what's his name? Uh, Lee? What's his name? Brian Cranston? Yeah. No, no, no. The the bad guy. The bad Kai. Guy. Kai. Kai. Sorry. General Kai. So Kai's subplot, his whole ultimate like his maneuver is that he can take people's chi and condense it into like a jade rock or something like that. Yeah. And turns them into like this little jade gem that he keeps on his belt line and he can call them back as these like jade zombies. Pokeballs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, that concept, um, the jade monsters, um, tied into the uh, little gemstone that could be recreated as monsters was, uh, originally thought of by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Who was a producer on the movie? Is wow. he really? Yeah, he I is. Yeah. I didn't see his name. Yeah, I must have missed. It. I didn't either. I was I was looking through mm-hmm. trivia and saw that, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so I, I I just I thought the the plot was really lacking. It didn't feel like there's a lot at stake, and mm-hmm. um, just the whole world. Well, he didn't say he was going to kill the world. He said he was just going to. He was trying to. He, his he's goal was to slave everyone's. Chi. He was going to destroy the Jade Empire. Yeah, destroy, destroy the Jade Temple, and it was everything that uh, Ugwe had ever done. Which yeah. really would stop in China. So maybe that just that village. Yeah. So that that's it. Yeah, India would be cool. They'd be fine. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He just didn't feel like a threat, though. I guess is what I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm like because like, like the beginning of the movie, you're like, oh well, the, the end of the movie is going to be them fighting mm-hmm. him and Poe, mm-hmm. and. 
let's just see what happens until we get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the there wasn't even that much fighting in this movie either. Not like, really. Not as much as the first two. It co- so. yeah. I mean, a lot of it, because Poe goes away with his dad, mm-hmm. you know, which, by the way, I was just waiting for her, like, oh, I'm not your dad or something. I was <laughs> waiting for some, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was trying to capitalize on something. Mm-hmm. Like, he just heard about Poe who. And who like didn't have a dad or something? Well, he kind of mm-hmm. does that. He's like, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a master like at all." And he does lie, but it's like he he doesn't lie about being his dad. Yeah, no, he's, but he, he did lie about being a chi master, yeah. which which I thought was kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's fucked up. <laughs> it was fucked up. Um, so um, I mean, I don't, I, I I'm with you. There's not. There's not a ton to hate about the movie. Mm-hmm. I do want to um, mention also a movie, a large blockbuster movie like this, or really a live action one. Um, nowadays, most studios they think of it in terms of how much money can we make in America, how much money can we make overseas, mm-hmm. and specifically in the Chinese market. If you think about it, there's a billion people in China. It's a huge market to play yeah. to. Yeah, and um, so much so that in this movie they reanimated the entire movie twice over. What? Well, Holy they shit. reanimated it once over to have um, voiced syncing with Mandarin and English. Oh, so they did. They did all the animation and God, they redid those poor animators. I know they, they redid all of the mouth movements. Oh my God. for Mandarin as well. Wow, for the Chinese market, and I'm sure it paid off. Um, yeah, <laughs> there was over 200 people in the animation department. Was this a successful movie? Like, I, I didn't even financially. Look up, yeah, I've, like I didn't even look up the box office numbers I'll at t- all. I'll tell you right now, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so let's see, Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda three box office. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, where is oh, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so domestic, 143 million, 500,000. International, 377 million. Damn. What's the budget? Total, bu- total worldwide, 521, 521 million. And let's see, box. That had to have been an expensive movie to make. There's no way that was cheap. It so didn't feel cheap. Five, five, 531. Um, no, five twenty one, and it was one hundred and forty five million to make. Fuck! So they still made four hundred million. I guess that's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Birds of Prey. <laughs> I um, yeah, I I thought this movie, I, if it was if there was like one misstep in any part of the movie, I feel like it would have just been a huge stain on it because of how weak it is. Everything plot is plot wise. Yeah, plot wise, but uh every everything else was so beautifully done. Like the animation, the voice acting, the like the the dialogue itself is pretty it is good. good. It's good. I think part of it part of the dialogue um you have to give to um uh the voice actors because yeah. I, I know that Jack Black does a is a makes a point of kind of improvising and putting his own spin on things when he does projects. Right. Um the one, the one that I I know did not follow that um, model was a Shark Tale. Did you guys ever see a Shark Tale? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Total grossly underused Jack Black in that. He's, he's the main character. He's I know he. Well, I'm saying his his personality oh, does yeah. not shine through in that. Wait, character Jack Black's at all. the main character in yeah, a he's Shark the, Tale. He's the shark. He's, he's the shark. I thought it was uh, Will Smith. Will Smith's the little fish. That's a little fish friend. Jack oh. Black's the like the kind of dopey shark, and Will Smith's his friend. Wait, what movie am I thinking of now? There's, a, there's, a, there's a, there's also Os- another. Jones? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris Tucker. <laughs> there's also an aquatic uh, themed movie. It's not with Will Smith. With Will Smith as the main character, he's like a fish, and does he have a shark friend? There's like a, there's like a car wash where they That's, wash whales. That's Shark Tale. That's Shark Tale. Yeah. yeah. I th- wait, Will Smith is not the main character. No, he's kind of is. I mean, he's they like, both are. He, he, they're like le- they're both leads. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. They're friends. Martin Scorsese plays um, the, their boss <laughs> in that too. <laughs> Will Smith's boss. Oh, does he? He's got. He's the fish with the big bushy eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He voiced him. Yeah, he voiced him. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but no. In in that movie, it was like it was almost like here are the script. Stick to the script. Don't get off page. 
And then in something like this, he's just able, his there's, personality shines through. Yeah, there's definitely room for uh, breathing in his voice acting. Plus, they don't, they don't take, they don't take the takes like perfectly done. There's, there's a lot of takes where he's stuttering through stuff because he's so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just, they leave it in there, and it's like that's, that's how people actually talk. That's, um, that's what I love about Rick and Morty. Yeah, is that. Because it's, it's Rick and Morty is played by the same dude, uh, Justin Roiland, and when he's when he's whenever he voices either one of them, and he's like a lot of times he's like drunk playing when he's playing Rick, <laughs> and he's recording. Um, a lot of the times you can hear him just like laughing mm-hmm. while he's recording, and yeah. they leave it in the show. Yeah, yeah. Or like I- even in the show, like he's talking, like he's just making shit up as he's talking. Yeah. Like this is how they make the fleebs. <laughs> they lick the swarm and <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And yeah, they'll start cracking up during the scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda Three. It's uh. It was truly kung fuiness <laughs> and panda. They truly were kung fu fighting. Yeah. I. I. It's. It's hard to for me to like truly deep dive on this because of how surface level this movie is. Like it. It lays it all out yeah i mean there's like, a lot there's, of there's a lot of like ancient like uh relation to ancient chinese culture traditions mm. but i don't know anything about that yeah so, i feel like you would get it get I, lost it gets lost on you yeah like, if you don't know and that. for a kid mm. they're not going to know anything about that either i think it's a good it'd be a good, good exposure for people to get a little bit of a, a slice of that True. Culture. Mm-hmm. True. It's like it's either that. I or, feel like it was done tastefully, but I don't. That or Shanghai Nights with Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, Owen Wilson. Plus, uh, you know, I mean, Jackie Chan, Angelina Jolie, Seth Rogen, Lucy Liu, Lucy Liu, David Cross, David Cross. They're all in the movie, but it's like <laughs> they have like nine lines. <laughs> to, combined, yeah, <laughs> combined. Because <laughs> every every time I hear Jackie Chan talk, I'm like, oh. I miss watching Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because like I haven't seen one in such a long time, and then like hearing just hearing his voice, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Speaking of Jackie Chan's voice in the Mandarin production of this uh, movie, he plays Poe's dad. Oh, really? He voices Poe's dad. Yeah. Oh, cool. So he's got a main he's got a main part in in it. Cool. Jackie Chan's like a god over there. <laughs> <laughs> so so is a uh, Rip Taylor, according to uh, Cassandra from. Rip Taylor. Uh, rip w- Wayne, Wayne's World too. Rip Rip Taylor. <laughs> you get Rip Taylor? He's like a god in my country. <laughs> um so I'm trying to think of uh I took some notes. I didn't really take a ton of notes on this. It's it's very it's very immersive and you just kind of along for the ride. There's not a ton to you know not a ton to analyze. Yeah, it's I feel like analyzing is more of a of a plot game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I was thinking throughout the whole time I was watching it. This is a good movie to pop on and sit a kid in front of. This TV. is a movie for a kid. Yeah, this is a kid's. <laughs> this is a kid's Rocky. This is what you. <laughs> when you're a kid and you just want to watch a movie, you watch Kung Fu Panda Three. <laughs> um, it, it, it's worth saying though that it's it's the third in the franchise. A lot of times, a third movie in a franchise is kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. No, this was it was good. It yeah. was good. I feel like um, I said it when we when we when the wheel landed on it, and I'll say it again. It follows the Iron Man franchise uh, oh, timeline. Yeah. First one, the first very, one amazing. Very good. Second one Same, weird. Eh, not so much. Third one amazing. Yeah, third one very good. Yeah. Um, I uh, the less the, Mickey Rourke. There, there's one <laughs> scene um, in this movie that was like hilarious. Um, is when he find, like he meets his dad for the first time, and he's like, he's like, "Who are you?" It was in the trailer, and like the trailer like plays the whole scene. Oh, really? Like in like without music too. Um, and he goes, "Who are you?" And he says, "I'm Li Shen or something." Li Shen, like, yeah. Li Shen, I'm looking for my son. And then I was like, I was "I'm like, looking for, I'm my, looking father. for my father." Oh, I'm sorry. I lost my father. I'm looking for him too. Thank you. Well, good luck. Good luck. I hope you find your son. <laughs> I hope the, you find your father. All the 50 people, all the pigs and the animals and the bunnies courtyard. are just like looking back at each other in silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, there's, like, there's a great recurring bit when he says, uh, 
he's like, quick, let's take a picture together. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And the, the one pig is drawing really fast, and he goes, I can't believe we're taking a picture together. <laughs> and there's a couple scenes throughout the, throughout the movie where the pig comes in to draw them. Yeah, <laughs> while they're fighting the yeah. jade. He's enamored with Master Porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I blinked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the good, there was a, a, the, some other good dialogue that I noted. Um, so um, the jade... The jade creatures come and they fight. They kind of are wreaking havoc in the in the valley, and they retreat. They be, kind of beat them. They retreat, and Poe goes off with his dad to go learn chi. That's the only way they're going to save from uh, from Kai. Mm-hmm. And um, Master Shifu, which Shifu is Mandarin for master, master, master. master. Yeah. <laughs> so, because if you, if you ever to watch um, Ip Man, you guys ever seen Ip Man? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, um, they'll you'll notice that the, the guys that are following him call him Ip Shifu. That's that's Master Ip. Oh, okay. Um, so anyways, Master Ip Master. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Master Shifu says, uh, um, he's kind of talking to the whole Furious Five, and David Cross plays the crane, and he goes, uh, he asks a question, oh, something yeah. like, like, well, what are we gonna do? And he's like, Crane, you should go follow them. You know, fly and follow them. Follow them. Find out where Kai is. Is it because I asked? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's because you can fly. And then Mantis is like, <laughs> he like laughs at him. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rogen laughs at him, and he goes, "Mantis, you go with him too." Is it because I? Yes. <laughs> it's a good, good dialogue. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Like the major props to the voice actors in this movie. It was, it felt very natural and fluid rather than. Uh, I don't know, like scripty. scripted. Yeah. Writing in animated movies, I feel like, is has to have another layer of, um, has to have another layer to it mm. because can't like just, you can't. There's not human emotions there. It can't it, emote with and, other people. And then the actors, all they have is their voice. They don't have their body or their face in mm-hmm. in the movie. So they have to like channel it all through their voice. What were you saying about Seth Rogen playing small characters vo- when he's voicing? Oh, so yeah, there's two two movies that I know of, animated movies, where he, this is one of them, and Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, where he plays a small character. The other one is Horton Hears a Who, where he plays Morton, the mouse. Um, and uh, yeah, he, I guess it's just because he has a big voice. Big, Gra- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Big he has deep a... voice where he plays a small character. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh... It's just a coincidence. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really have any other notes in that. It's just a just a really fun, just a well, I guess, rounded yeah. movie, and very I, wholesome. And I, I'm I hope that people will give it a watch, even if you don't have kids. And if you do, um, sit down with the kiddos, give it a watch, and enjoy this third entrance into the franchise for one of the better um, part threes of most franchises that I can think of. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be upset if this movie was on wherever I. Mm-hmm. Was like if I had to be forced to sit somewhere and this movie was on, <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. If I had to be Clockwork Orange, <laughs> yeah, this was this. Would, I wouldn't mind if this was the movie. <laughs> the all Ultra Violence, I. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, uh, let's go to some ratings. Um, Tyler, what you, what's your rating for this? Yeah, I give it a three out of five. Like it's it's just it's a solid movie. Like okay. you know, not nothing nothing. To, I mean, yeah, the plot is lacking. A little bit, but I feel like with the voice actors and the funny dialogue, it's it kind of you can kind of ignore the mm-hmm. weak plot. Like you're not watching Kung Fu Panda for the plot. Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, okay, good. Sorry, I was gonna say something, but go ahead. Uh, no, that that was it. <laughs> All right, cool, Joe. Um, yeah, kind of same three. I'm a three and a half. Um, it's um. Yeah, just a good solid movie. Uh, I do agree. The plot is a little is a little weak. At least, I mean, for me, I would consider the whole Poe reuniting with his dad as the main plot, and him fighting this villain is the subplot. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, because most of the movie is just him hanging out with his dad. Yeah, and yeah. then like you're shown like clips of the of of uh, Kai kind of getting getting closer and closer to. Uh, Poe, mm-hmm. he's making he's like making his way to the Jade Empire, uh, the Jade Palace, and he does destroy it. And then mm-hmm. um, that was a brutal he, scene. He collects their chi. He collects Mantis's vipers, um, crane. 
Mm-hmm. Um, no, it doesn't get Monk- vipers. Monkey. Yeah, he gets viper. Does he get all of them? He just doesn't get tigers. He's get tigers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Angelina Jolie's kids are in this movie. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they play the three triplets of pandas. And oh. one of the one of her other kids plays one of the other pandas kids too. She got four of her kids in it. Dustin Damn, Hoffman. That was, yeah, that was a really good job. Dustin Hoffman's um, one of his grandkids is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember who else. There was another. I wish person. I was Dustin Hoffman's son. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Hoffman. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Um, it's def- I mean, the movie's not for me, mm-hmm. but um, I can appreciate um, the clever writing and just like the silly little animated moments, mm-hmm. and, like the beautiful animation that pops up. It is it is gorgeous. The montage the montage scene has like the sunbeam cl- classic like Asian sunbeam background. Yeah. While they're like, but it, with a realistic foreground. Yeah. The like, training montage. The training montage. Yeah, yeah. It's like red and green and blue. And mm-hmm. um, and then when they're in, when they're in the spirit realm, it's like golden hued until, until um, Kai takes over. Then it's all green hued. Yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. So you're the three and a half. Yep. Three and a half. All right. So, uh, the first time I saw this, I, I would have put this at a solid four. After Your seeing drunk it, self. My drunk self. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sober self. Um, I'm I'm sitting at a three and a half as well, and if I could if I could visualize myself choosing to watch this movie on repeat after over another like a new movie, it would it would bring it up a half star to probably like a four. But I I just can't. I've seen it twice now. It was very very good, and I'll recommend it to just about anybody mm-hmm. um, that I feel like would uh, resonate with this. But uh, you know I can't see myself going back and saying I'd rather watch this over Whiplash or whatever. Yeah. You know? So. Um, <clears throat> But uh, yeah, that's a it's a three and a half star for me, and um, yeah, thanks for watching it with me, guys. Yeah, yeah. cool. So awesome. now, time for the wheel. Time for the wheel. Time to replace yes. the wheel. Where the? Where the oh, there we go. <laughs> okay, I like I like this ultra long, <laughs> ultra long drum roll because it gives me time to grab the wheel and. Write it down. Take a couple laps around the room. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Kung Fu Panda 3 off the wheel now. Um, Coming, don't worry. It's one of these days. It'll be here. And for my replacement, we're going to be watching Whiplash. Oh. What I just just mentioned. (laughs) I mean, it's waiting the whole episode for that. (laughs) Um, Whiplash. Whiplash um, stars um, Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. It is a um, it's a fantastic little movie. It's I, I want to say it's right around ninety minutes, sh- super short, super concise. Damien Ch- Damien Chazelle, Damien Chazelle, directorial debut, featured directorial debut. This is before he did um, La La Land. Mm-hmm. What else did he do? First Man. Yeah, that's it. First Man. And um, I always forget about that one because it kind of went nowhere. But um, it's so good. It is uh, it is intense. It has got a fantastic score. It's a great movie to put on surround sound with the bass all the way up and piss off your neighbors. It, it's great. I've probably I've probably watched this movie ten times. So I have uh, not seen this movie so all oh, right. yes. This was gonna be a new experience. All right. In for a treat. Nice. All right. Wait, so, this is the the music movie though, right? Jazz. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I was for some reason, I was thinking of um, the roller derby movie. Yeah, Whipped, <laughs> yeah, or whip it. Yeah, with uh, Ellen Page. Who yeah, started. yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh wow, okay, I'm done to see. <laughs> it's uh, Miles Teller plays Andrew Neiman. He's a first year freshman um, student at a music conservatory. Uh, I think it's placed in Chicago, and he's he wants to be the best jazz drummer, and he gets on board with a their studio jazz band, which is like the highest of the jazz bands at that, at that um, school. Yeah. And JK Simmons plays the abusive instructor, instructor who only wants, it's, his, it's, uh, he wants the best for his people he's, he, at any means. He's the, uh, he's the Arlie Ermey, uh, Arlie, Arlie Ermey, Arlie Ermey, uh, character in this movie. Cool. All right. So I, my last, last two episodes were my movies. So that means I am I am blackballed this week. Yeah, <laughs> you're on the list. I'm on the yeah. No, no more for me. All right, so I'm going to give us a good spin. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Got the wheel nice and lubed up today. <laughs> oh, enemy, enemy from Joseph. All right, the um, Jake Gyllenhaal vehicle. Dennis Villeneuve. I totally forget. This is. It was directed by him. This was an in-between movie that nobody saw. Um, <laughs> and you've never seen it. I've never seen it. No. And you've never seen it, Tyler. Nope. Okay. So this is gonna be a. I'll I'll, I'll look it up right here. Um, 2013. 2013. Enemy. A man seeks out his exact lookalike after spotting him in a movie. <laughs> that's the that's the IMDb uh, synopsis. Like, like face off. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> not really like face off. <laughs> uh, nobody's faces are removed, as far as I know. Um, this is streaming on Netflix. Uh, oh, sweet! So pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> Director of Prisoners, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Sicario, and the upcoming Dune remake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it can't be that cool. bad of a movie. If... I'm looking forward to this. <clears throat> yeah, I am. I am as well. It's been. It's. 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 It's got a decent cast too. It's been on my. It's been on my mind. Melanie Laurent, Sarah Gordon, Isabella Rossellini. Fun names to say. Rosalini. Rosalini. It's better Rosalini. It's like a pasta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's uh, let's get the hell out of here, guys. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, until next week. Um, well, first off, t- if you haven't done so already, tune into our last episode. It was a film class field trip for um, The Hunt out in theaters now. Give it a listen and uh, go see the movie if you feel like it's worth it. Um, until next time, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Send us an email, mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us, uh, follow Tyler on Instagram at middle class film class. He's man in the, the DMs over there. I am. We got over 100 followers. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. See you later. See ya. I don't have eight fingers, you idiot.